Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, adulting, finances, and so much more. Uh, my name is Mike Keneally, and this is my co-host I'm and excited. husband. Love you, babe. Yes. Happy summer. Yes, we're here. At least if you're in the four season area, you know what winter has felt like, you know what it's been like, or maybe you're spiritually, you know what winter feels like. And summertime, springtime, things come alive. Well, and let me ask you this, Michael. Oh. What would you say the first event of summer or what, in, in your opinion, is it the calendar? Is it the temperature? What kicks off summer for you? Mine is always the last day of structured school. Sure. It always has been. And mine growing up was always May. So it's like May 20th or whatever school ends next day. It's like summer's all on because there's no homework. There's freedom. There's all these different things. But just I know for you and your dad, it's probably a little different. And to me, it's still pretty chilly. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota, it seems like summer goes by so fast, especially if you are on some sort of like school calendar or church calendar, or it's kind of like June, July, and then August people are back. So I really like this. A few years ago, my dad would agree with this. Pastor Jerry always said the first, like twins home opener is April, but it's the first day of summer. And you know what? More recently, mine's become the young adult weekend. And I feel like that's where a hundred days of summer starts. We kick off the summer strong and um, that's fun for me. But you were saying this before we launched and press record. Sometimes people check into summer. And what were you talking about? Oh yeah. Well, if you're anything like me in my younger twenties, you really realize like the moment you're done with college or the high school bell rings and you got your graduation, you have a piece of paper that says you are smarter, no matter how old you are. I think I would check out of life and check into summer. Meaning like, I want to go to the sandbar. I want to play yard games. I want to be tanner than I could ever be and out tan myself the last year. And I found myself actually pulling away from some of my church community, some of my weekly routine, some of my college routine and routine and discipline kind of just went out the window because I wanted to have fun because what I was trained from, from kindergarten through 12th grade and beyond is like summer's a time to play. Even though I had a job, even though I had responsibilities, summer is and was always a time for me to play. But the biggest thing that I really realized is if you're anything like me, maybe summer's when you check out of life and into summer. And so we want to talk about some fun things today because a question came in, Josiah. But before we do that, do you have any burning um, Bible verse or chapter or something on your heart that you want to just share with us today? Oh my gosh, Ecclesiastes 3. If you want to start your summer off strong, read the book of Ecclesiastes. If you're looking for meaning in your life, you're going to be confused because you're like, you said meaning and Ecclesiastes talks about everything is meaningless under the sun. Without God, everything is meaningless. God is the giver of meaning to life. He's the giver of life itself, the redeemer of futures, the restorer of futures. And so bottom line, like Ecclesiastes three launches this way. It says for everything, there is a season. Mm -hmm. A time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. And it goes on. But then we see in Ephesians, Mm -hmm. Paul writes in the New Testament letter, he says, 
make the most of every opportunity for the Mm -hmm. days are Mm -hmm. evil. So we want to talk to the person who's asking the question, what are healthy habits to start or to strengthen this summer? And it's really interesting spending a number of years um, of ministry, probably the past decade, Mm -hmm. either on a college campus, leading a ministry or leading a young adult ministry within a local church. Mm -hmm. For me as a leader of a group, I always found like there's almost two separate ministries. It's the people that were here August through May Mm -hmm. and the people who were here June through August. And of course there's overlap and Mm -hmm. a mix of both, but it's almost like we had people go off to college. We had people come home from the summer. People are moving and transient and all of those things. And I'll just say this. I think the given anytime we talk about healthy habits or spiritual disciplines, Mm -hmm. prayer, church, godly community, Bible reading, things like fasting, confession, spiritual disciplines, journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all given for us. But babe, let's unpack five healthy habits to start your summer strong. Ooh, you game? here we go. Uh, yes, I am game. Kick us off. Okay, so if you are in the Midwest, you know that you need some vitamin D. I Great would stuff. say get outside, exercise, explore, hit the trails, get out your rollerblades, your bike, your walking shoes, your running shoes, your strollers, your wagons, whatever you have or whatever season that you're in and just enjoy nature. Get out and exercise and just enjoy the summer sun. And not every single person is, you know, experiencing the four seasons. Some people are in Arizona and they have the summer sun and you're being scorching at 121 degrees. But I'm just saying, when we get out and we move our bodies, our minds and our souls can come alive in ways because the Holy Spirit and God wants to download some things to us. So getting in into nature, into, I don't know, a place where we're away from our cell phones, you're away from us in your ears. <laughs> and you're just maybe just need a time to breathe and just enjoy. Or maybe you need to go on a prayer walk with a friend when you're outside and enjoying some of the fun things or grab that cup of coffee and sit out on your patio or your th- in your three season porch and just take God in and just enjoy what he has placed before you. So I would say exercise. I love to be outdoors. So maybe I'm just really biased in this area. <laughs> we see it that one of the habits Jesus had was getting alone, mm-hmm. getting alone. And whether that's getting outside together with a group of people, we we know that I, I pulled up a blog from everlywell.com spending 15 to 30 minutes in the sun around midday, three to four times a week is enough to healthy maintain healthy levels of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. We all need that dose of yes, just some... It's a natural mood boost that God designed the atmosphere of planet Earth in a way in our bodies that we need some sunlight. Yeah. So it's so good. Absorb the sunlight. The second, um, so get outside is the first. The second, have something fun to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And you could take this, the sky's the limit. It could be skydiving, indoor or outdoor. It could be going to a concert, a conference, a camp, the weekend. Um, vacation. It could be going to a cabin or camping to a national park, a mm-hmm. state park. It could be whatever you like. Maybe it's a, a sporting event or seeing family, getting mm-hmm. away from family, whatever um, upsetting the norm that you need to do. But to yeah. have, what is it for us? Like, what's something that you look forward to when it's on the calendar? Oh, I'd say one thing we just added. Well, we added this three years ago, but now we're actually, <clears throat> excuse me, able to do it is we've heard of some amazing tulip fields that only spring up during certain days 
literally of the year in, in Iowa. Right? Iowa. Yeah. So we're actually taking the girls, my first tulip field experience. I have a friend who's just like, you have to check out one of these two places because they're amazing. So we're packing up the car early on one of these mornings this week, and we're going to hit the road and have a pizza party in the process because our girls love to have pizza parties. So for me, I need something on the calendar, almost like a weekly routine, but mm-hmm. also something that's going to upset, like you, like you said, upset the norm, but just put some excitement in our week, some on wonder back in our soul, some joy on the road. And so we're going to check out some tulip fields. That's one thing I'm looking forward to. And then the following week is actually the weekend. So I have something in the next two weeks for sure. But if you look at our calendar, we literally have something up until August. So so. something always fun and intriguing. I think for me, um, there's a couple buddies that we try to grab lunch Mm -hmm. um, once a month if we can. We Try we we get some twins and St. Paul Saints tickets and yeah. go, I, I look forward to those. Anytime we can travel and see mm-hmm. a new part of the world or part of the United States, I get excited about those. So having for whatever it is for you, yeah. having something on the calendar to look forward to. Side note for the overachievers, mm-hmm. two great books on disciplines, on habits. Um, the power of habit unpacks an idea a concept called the keystone habit. So there's been some research that they've done science and psychology behind habits. And they found that if you can identify even for an organization, there's companies, churches, Mm -hmm. organizations that read this book together and they try to help you identify what's the keystone habit. Because when you get the keystone habit for a lot of our personal lives, it's eating the right things. Mm Mm-hmm. Is keystone good or keystone, keystone bad or could it be like, either? It, the, the definition is kind of like the power of habit. If you, it's the linchpin. Okay. It's the Jim Collins flywheel principle. When you get this game changing in like for a lot of us, it's for me, the smoothies are eating right. Mm-hmm. And then when I eat right, I have energy to exercise. And when I have energy to exercise, I perform higher at work. Yeah. And when I feel more accomplished at work, I'm more dialed in at home. And so yeah. it's kind of this. Ooh. So the power I've of not habit. Read it. Another one that James Clear has gone New York Times bestseller to the stratosphere for his book, Atomic Habits. I love that one as well. Yeah. Highly recommend those books. And then, man, if you're looking to grow in, I think of, um, I think it's the Spirit of the Disciplines, um, kind of an ancient book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. But I'll stop with the, the, but those are for, if you're looking for some books, we should do our reading list sometime. As that was too. number two, subtitle B, get yes. a good book to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get there a good go. book. All right. That's, That's so good. I'd say the third one for our people who like are so structured that if something's out of order, like they just lose their marbles over. I would say even just leaning into yourself for the type A's, try something new. Try something new. If that's a new sushi restaurant down the down the road, if that's a new uh, marketplace that comes up and it's only the market with all the fresh fruits and veggies and they're there once a week with the market stands or the flowers that they bring in, try something new. So I would say that is something always very fun. And maybe it's stepping out of your comfort zone. Maybe you have a friend who's in theater and you're not very passionate about Shakespeare, but they are. And you're like, okay, I would love to go support my friend in this performance that they're in or whatever it is. Maybe like Josiah said, maybe it's going to a concert. Maybe it's going, uh, one place I want to take one of our daughters is a 
um, a pottery place where she can actually make something, paint something, take something home after they cure it and everything. So trying something new for children is exciting. And I think sometimes as we age and as we get older, we become desensitized to what used to make us come alive. So trying something new out of our natural norm and wheelhouse can maybe surprise you that you never thought that you would find enjoyment in. We have one friend who's like, I hate greens and I hate to run. Okay. That was him eight years ago. Now he runs every single day and only eats green fruit foods and vegetables and lean meats. And he's radically changed his family, his lifestyle, his outlook on life, his physical appearance. And that would have never happened if he wouldn't have tried something new and stepped out of his comfort zone because he wanted to better himself. So I would say what is in your life that needs to be, um, spurred on in a new way? And where do you need to try something out of the ordinary? I know for us one year we tried, um, I don't even know what those bikes are called at the falls where we go, where you have those, the whole big cart, like we're pedaling side by side. Like we tried some new bicycle things. We're like, okay, we'll rent this for 15 bucks for half an hour. Team building exercises. If you're in a relationship, Bible study exercises, if you are going to a camp and going to, I don't know, some outdoor camping retreat center or something, getting on the back of a boat. Josiah, last year, you tried something bare or two years ago, you tried something new that you've never tried before. And this last year you got in the water doing something new. Yeah. I mean, try, try again, right? Two summers ago. I had never been water skiing in my life, Yeah, never gotten up and I got up and I had one of the best times in my life. And that for me wakes up the wow. It wakes mm-hmm. up the wonder. It, it's, it puts awe and majesty and just excitement. Um, I'm an encourager. I'm up, upbeat and uplifted, but life can even wear me down. Mm-hmm. And so trying something new is amazing. Mm-hmm. The other, this past summer, um, five guys that I, we went wake surfing with my friend Trey on his boat Yeah, and these four other guys popped up on the first try. There's a video of me on my Instagram story. And I think it took 17 tries for me to get up. And I drank a gallon of lake water, most likely on Lake Minnetonka. But you know what? I got up. Determined. And great friends will help you get to where you need to be. Yeah. They really will. And we see this even in brain function. The younger we are, Mm -hmm. the more right side of the brain children use creativity. Mm -hmm. They use spatial ability, artistic and musical skills. And there's been studies that show the older we get, the more dominant and prominent our left brain becomes, which is more logic, more um, comprehension, speech, writing, arithmetic. So if you've ever wondered the, the phrase of like, Oh, you've probably heard it said, you can't teach an old dog new tricks and it applies even to humans. And it's kind of this joke, but it is people become crotchety. They become set in their ways, Mm -hmm. even on the neurological way that our brains are wired. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to be intentional to get creative, to get outside of our comfort zone. Our friend, Chris Brown says it this way. There's very little growth in the comfort zone, Mm -hmm. but then There's very little comfort in the growth zone. And even yesterday, I kid you not, I was doing some things that intimidate me. But at the same time, I (laughs) I did them scared. And you know what? I found Um, that my personality does mm -hmm. not thrive when I'm not challenged. If I'm under challenge, I was this way in school. I would check out when I was under Mm -hmm. challenged. I need to be challenged to be engagement. The more challenged Mm -hmm. I am, the more engaged I am. So trying new things. Um, And the older you get, you tried more things. So you really have to fight yeah. the the norm or the, the way mm-hmm. of this life is that we get so logical, mm-hmm. so ordered, 
so left brain. I don't even say if you find yourself bored in, in life, rut, stuck, bored, where you find yourself wanting to sleep and just park it in front of the TV for the three months out of the summer, I would challenge you like, is there a loneliness factor? Is there a bored fact, a bored, like boredom that you need something to challenge you? You need a friend who's going to call you out. You need something to do. You need something to look forward to. You need to be a part of something. You need to get plugged into something somewhere that's going to hold you accountable. Maybe that's a full-time job. Maybe that is a full-time job and a part-time job at night. Only God knows, only you know, but we really just want to say, if you find yourself bored, it's maybe because you're under challenged. It's not that people don't care about you. It's not that you don't care about people. It's that maybe your personality bends more towards Josiah's of like, I've lost interest in this. I'm under challenged. This is underwhelming. Well, mm -hmm. I pray that God wakes up your wonder right. in the realm of the new and what that is and means is it's up to you to lean into that. Not for me, but I just feel like if you are bored, wow, try something new. Even if it's food, coffee, friendships, extending an invitation for somebody to come into your life and house versus you waiting for others to do that. So enough about number three, that's fun enough. But number four, Josiah, what do you got? Four to five. These are healthy habits here on the FYI podcast. We want to help you start your summer off strong. Yeah. Amen. And uh, the fourth one is to get disciplined. And nobody knows the area of discipline that you have in your life better mm -hmm. than you or that you lack in your life better than you. Mm -hmm. So for, for one listener, it's, it's subtracting, take something off of your calendar. That's a time waster. Mm -hmm. It's a bandit. It's a thief of your time and you don't want to waste your life yeah. being undisciplined for another viewer. You're like, I need to, I need to actually add something to my calendar, mm -hmm. whether it's working out or nutrition or spending time with friends or getting back in church or mm -hmm. going to a small group, joining a Bible study, starting a Bible study, yeah. all of those things. But I think for a lot of discipline, it actually is less about the to-do list and more about the calendar. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I remember we hosted um, for a conference, a uh, speaker from the New York, from the New York area, pastor of a church named A.R. Bernard. Do you remember him? I do remember him. Yep. And um, I'll tell you a funny story, embarrassing moment about hosting him. And then the download of mentorship that he gave me, um, I was just like focused on being a good host and he was in our car. And we were just about to get married. So he loved Micah and he, I didn't open the door from Micah and we were taking him from the restaurant to the church where the conference was. And he just goes, Josiah, always open the door for your wife. And I turned like beat red and I'm like embarrassed. And I usually did. He usually does. Yes. Yes. But um, in the hustle and bustle of hosting him and his friend who was with him and then you, yeah, a door didn't get open and he called me out, which I invite the call out. It's, it's good for me. <laughs> but I remember I said, A.R. Bernard, what, Pastor A.R., what's the best advice that you have for a young leader? And he didn't answer me. But then on the way back to the airport, after like three days of being together, he goes, Josiah, here's my advice. He goes, three things. I don't remember. Get smart, get serious, and get going. Hmm. Pastor Air Bernard from um, New York City, pastor there. He goes, Josiah, my best advice to you is number one, get smart. Study, read books. Mm -hmm. Number two, get serious. Be disciplined. Commit to this. Mm -hmm. And then number three, get going. Do something with all do that. Do something. Yeah. People talk forever about, they tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Just do it. Get mm -hmm. smart, get serious, get going. And I've always remembered that. And so yeah. that is with number four, get disciplined. And I'll say, I'll say this with discipline. 
Discipline when you're trying to figure out what you need to add or subtract to your daily routine or your weekly routine is uncomfortable. There's a discipline pain that comes with that initially. It's like when you run, you say you want to run a 5k and you go to the gym and you like try to jog your first mile and the next day you wake up and you're probably so sore from head to toe or you're working on something, I don't know, sprints or you're working on something, you have a goal in mind, discipline yourself to get there. Number one is the first, the first thing and the hardest thing is showing up. Two is admitting probably that you need to change something. And three is probably adopting that habit and making it a routine. But once that habit or once that discipline's in place, it usually takes 21 days, they've You're said, right. yep. for something to become exactly. a habit. Yep. That's not start and stop. Like, don't jump off the bus just because you have to hop back on again. Like, stay on the bus, stay on course. And there's growing pains because there's character building being built. So when your character is being built, it's like sandpaper to your soul. You're like, oh, like, I have to do what? No, change your mindset right there. I don't have to. I get to. I don't have to pray and read my Bible. I get to spend time with God. Like, he's giving me breath in my lungs the first thing I can and should do is thank God that he put mm -hmm. breath in my lungs. He's given me another morning, another day. He's given me another opportunity for whatever that is, another summer to come around, another season. So there's pain and discipline, but discipline is worth it because it refines your character and makes you become more like Christ. So, Well, we see ooh. it even in the author of Hebrews. Chapter yeah. 12 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But later on, however, it produces mm -hmm. a harvest of righteousness and peace. For those who've been trained by it. So we're talking about training yeah. spiritually, yeah. mentally, physical, mm -hmm. spiritual, social, financial, being fit, as you often say, Micah, to be to fight for God's kingdom. Yeah. Fit to fight. Let's do it. Okay. And the fifth one. Last one. Drum roll. Kind of like the full circle. When I said some of you, and myself included, have been guilty of this. When summer starts, you stop living. Like you stop living. And you start living for summer alone. So when you do that, I would say number five is stay connected. Amazing. Stay connected or get connected. And I know sometimes you're like, well, Micah, during during the summer months, my church stops all the programming. Or my church doesn't do young adults in the summer because everybody's away or everybody's back home. Or they do, but I'm in another state. Yes. So when you're doing that, get connected, stay connected. Get plugged into a community there's parks and rec, there's softball leagues, there's baseball leagues, there's volleyball leagues, there's indoor outdoor activities constantly. If you're athletic, there's book clubs, there's Bible studies. There's always something for you to be a part of. It's just a matter of where are you looking and where are you needing to get connected? Because generally when you don't want friendship, friendship is when you need it the most. When you want to push people away, it's probably when you should lean in. When you want to run away, it's probably when you should not run away from, but you should run towards. So whether you're running from the Lord, running from the church, running from your past, all of that's going to catch up with you. But guess what? There's one place where you can always run, and those are back into the arms of Christ. Amen. He is always there. Amen. He has been waiting. He is waiting. And if you're walking with him, then just start walking in cadence with him. If you're running from him, Turn around because you think you're outsmarting him, but he is right behind you, hot on your trail. Just let him catch you, okay? So when I say stay connected, whatever that looks like for you, I think when it comes to the first four of these, it'll be revealed to you, but just have fun. Summer should be fun. It should be exciting, but it comes with discipline as well. So managing your time, your finances, your minutes of the day, because guess what? We all have 24 hours in the day, God willing, each and every single day. And it's what we do with those 24 minutes, which is going to make or break 
elements of ourselves and our futures and our reputation and the legacy that we're living and the legacy that we're leaving. And, you know, I think one of the myths that I believed at times, I love to be spontaneous. So there's nothing I love more than, uh, I think Monday night this week, we saw some friends that are like, come over for dinner and we happen to be free. I love stuff like that. Yeah. So you want to, in the words of our friend, Ann Hyatt, you want to leave a little bit of margin. Yeah. White space is a powerful concept. Um, white space at work is a is a movement and mm-hmm. book that's that's great too. But the idea is you want to leave some margin, some breathing room that does leave room for the magic, quote unquote, yeah. or the spontaneous. Because I love being able to randomly go to a baseball game or mm-hmm. randomly go to an activity or a grill out with friends. There's there's like nothing better than that. And I think I've, if I'm honest and transparent for a second, there's mm-hmm. been times that I've hated discipline mm. because I feared that it would take away the spontaneous. You probably created space for it. And <laughs> you're exactly right. It was every time that I've been locked in at work or locked in with school and done my homework or been, been on at work, yeah. then I, I get invited to a conference or get invited to speak somewhere or something friends mm-hmm. or family pops up and then I can do it because I'm caught up. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes if you're like me, you, you resist discipline mm-hmm. because you think that it's going to give you more options. When I found the opposite yeah. really to be true is when you are disciplined, yeah. it gives you more options. Well, I think even just encouraging the person, whether you feel like you're a recluse spider and you're like, uh, in the summertime, I just chill at my basement for three months. I'm still living with mom and dad. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Okay. Then that means you're living in too much white space. If there's nothing for you to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then for the workaholic or the person that's trying to catch and get it, get ahead and and, and money and just overbooking themselves, I would say that's like your whole cal- calendar is like blacked out, not blocked out, blacked out where you don't even have time when Been there. I make a phone call. Yep. Got to go. Got to step it into a meeting. Click. Okay. Four months later. Hey, how you doing? Yep. You had that baby. Okay. Yep. You know, so just and being mindful. Not present anywhere you're thinking yes. about what's next, what's next, what's next. So I, that creates anxiety. Yes. Um, anxiety on both ends. Oh, anxiety and depression and loneliness. If you it's so white. And then if it's a blacked out calendar, meaning it's, there's no room for anybody. We weren't designed to live that way either way. Yeah. So how can we meld our calendars that are fully surrendered to God that are gray, leaving space for the kind of the big rocks of like, I work from eight to five Monday through Friday. Okay, great. What do you do from five to bedtime? And what do you do with your weekend? So those are the white spaces, the white noise that can kind of you know, give you that gray zone where it's like surrender to God. There's black and white, maybe a little bit of gray for that playtime, but it's still ultimately fulfilling because I believe God has truly put us on this earth to enjoy work, to enjoy people, to enjoy the character building, even though it stinks, to enjoy our classmates, our family again, and love people in the process. So we hope that you guys have enjoyed this series or this episode. It's not the end all be all, but these are just some things that we've learned throughout the years. We just want to encourage young adults to do and to maybe just do some personal reflection and some fun planning. Maybe you have a couple girlfriends or guys that you're going to go on a little trip with. Get some fun things on the calendar you can look forward to, but plan wisely in the process and just see what happens. So we just want to say thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the FYI podcast where you hopefully end your week strong and start your weekend even stronger.